0: Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to The Breakfast Show on Faith FM, 87.6, 87.8 or 88, right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network, wherever you are. Positively different radio in the morning. You're with the double L team, Lyle and...
1: Lawson! Lawson, how
0: was your weekend? It
1: was great. I had a great weekend, you know, uh, slipping and sliding around and trying not to get wet and... It was you know, a very damp
0: keep, it was a very keeping damp my head above weekend. water. Yeah. Yes. For those of us in the uh, Newcastle Hunter region, it was a very damp weekend. And then today,
1: it's so still damp. Today it's like still rain. The forecast is just rain. It's just soggy. That that's it. The ground is
0: soggy, the air is soggy. We were we had 90% humidity in 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 our house yesterday when I measured it.
1: Oh, that's that's intense.
0: The windows were all steaming up. Had yeah. to run the 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 uh, dehumidifier, uh-huh. and then it filled up with water,
2: <laughs> and <I> had <laughs> to, fill, to drain and it out. <laughs>
1: and and it's, a, it's a big one, dude. Yeah, for sure. and that's like it's it's at the point now where it's like, is it ever gonna is it ever gonna stop raining?
0: No, I think it'll rain for forty days and forty nights. That's my prediction. That's your prediction. That's my prediction. That's
1: actually that'd be really cool. It, really. I don't know, I guess. 40 days and 40 nights. Yeah. There are parts of the world where it rains a lot more than that. Oh, dude, totally. There's like, I don't know, all kinds of places. Try
0: like uh, Macquarie Island. I think they have rain pretty much every day of the year.
1: Or like Portland, Oregon. They get they, a lot of rain? They rain yes. all the time. You know, all kinds Any, of places. Anywhere in
0: the UK? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Wait, tell you what I'm grateful for this there morning. Up. We um we have actually today is the two year anniversary of the opening of the Raymond Terrace New Start Juice Bar. Oh and so I'm going up there and currently I have about five thousand dollars worth of music equipment in my car. Um, which is a, a few different things yes, combined for yes, different things. Yes. And um basically, please don't <sighs> rob me. Uh, I just wanted to let everyone know. Don't steal my car uh, because I will get in trouble because a lot of that equipment isn't mine. <laughs> You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different.
0: Great stuff. All right. Let's uh, talk about some serious... some it's Not serious. Not serious news. Positive it's news. Positively we'll talk, talk different. Positive.
1: Okay, I am starting off with some of the most classical good news ever like like we talk about fluff literally like here we go all right here we go so um there is an award in the united states and it's called the american hero the american humane hero award of the year like dog of the Year. well they have a gala and they have different awards for different dogs um but they have a year that's called they have an award called the hero dog Of the year. And this Hero Dog of the Year this year has gone to a four-year-old hound mix named Boone from Pennsylvania. And he's taken home the top prize. And this is just the cutest thing ever. Like, this dog is, like... Because it's, like, a hero dog. So, a dog that has, like, done really good things... Um, and has been like an ambassador and, you know, dogs from all different sectors have been considered, whether they're law enforcement or service or military search and rescue, shelter dogs, therapy dogs, all those kinds of things. Um, and I think it's awesome. I love dogs. I love dogs too. And this dog is the best. Like I want to show this to my dog and be like, grow up. You could be winning awards. You could be doing good things. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but I you- think
1: if I showed this to my dog, my dog would be like, eh. Nah. I'll just eat stick. (laughs) (laughs) Eat stick. Say stick. But dude, Boone, this is, this dog is, this dog has had the most wild life. So essentially, um, it was a, like, sufferer of terrible abuse, um, initially to the point where its two hind legs had to be amputated. Um, I don't know, like, and the, the article I was reading didn't mention what happened, but for some reason, like, it was so heavily abused. Yeah, it had to have, like, it couldn't, it's, Back legs weren't operational. They had to be amputated. It was, like, just totally messed up. And so then it was taken in by a family that takes in special needs dogs and looked after. And, and it got one of those wheelchair things that they're got, running, around, running Definitely. Around yep. It got one of the wheelchair things. And so, you know, it's it's in its wheelchair. But then all of a sudden, like, the dog just kind of really... Came out of its shell and it's playing with the other dogs and it's living its best life. Um, and then it ca- it became the ambassador for the company. It's actually a non for profit company that supplies these wheelchairs, oh, yes. like for dogs. Um, so it's it's a non profit um, called Joey's Poor pros- prosthetic, Prosthetics and Wheels, um, and it, it it services thousands of dogs. Um, specifically, it's like based in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, but then you know has gone out from there to the rest of the country and. Um, international as well um, and it became the ambassador you know on all the ads and all the you know it's you've got joey there um, because it, and they would tell its story as being this complete turnaround of a dog but then furthermore um, it's also now be uh, being certified as a therapy dog as well so it gets taken to children's hospitals to play with the kids um, and you know to different mental health programs and all these kinds of things to, to help people who are struggling so basically this dog Its life has been completely turned around from, like, a vulnerable, abused, couldn't-even-walk dog to now it's, like, beneficially serving the community. Serving
0: vulnerable, abused people. People.
1: Yeah. That's amazing. And it beat out, like, 4,000 other dogs and it was considered the hero dog of the year. That's awesome. So, shout out Boone from Pennsylvania and Boone's owners for just... Dude, like there's a really really cute video here as well um, which we can we can put out um, on our socials where it's just showing like Boone's journey um, and just how it's like this is a dog bro like this is this is a powerful story for people yes this is a powerful
0: people story absolutely because in the in the redemption of this dog you can see how God looks at us yeah broken down smashed by sin and he's mm-hmm. like hey this is the potential I could do this for you
1: yeah like th-
0: and this is the story that you and I see in people's lives from totally. time to time when we see oh. people that are just totally destroyed by our world and they mm. come to Jesus and they are transformed like this dog has been transformed. Yeah.
1: So good for Boone, good for the onus And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's going to continue to yield success in its field, which is a fantastic segue to my next um, to my next story, which is about solar panels and farming. And a lot of the things that are going on in this area of what they call, okay, I'm, I, I'm probably going to pronounce this incorrectly, but it's agrovoltaics. Agrovoltaics uh, is basically the field of like making, a, getting a field. Solar powered agriculture. Yeah, well, no, it's or electric
0: powered. It's, it's agriculture.
1: not electric powered agriculture. It's when they combine the two so that one plot of land has crops and solar panels. And this particular story comes out of the United States, in Colorado specifically, where this guy uh, has you know chucked a, a ton of solar panels on top of a cro- crop that he bought, and was lo- he bought this farm? It was losing money, and so he he snapped it up, and it continued to lose money. He's like, I need to do something different, and so he installed like three thousand solar, like massive solar panels, and then suspended them like uh, well. Lift raised them up about eight feet off the ground, so he could fit some tractor. So he, he could drive in between them and fit tractor blades underneath them. Mm-hmm. And basically, this year, like, and when he as did, in grass cutting blades, yeah, yeah, grass cutting blades and things. Um, and this year, he's actually experienced a bumper crop from his farm that's covered in solar panels, where the plants are underneath the panels. So they're actually, so they're actually, the, the plants are actually enjoying a bit of shade yes and they're protected from hail and they're protected from storms and they're protected from all kinds of things like like and and so that means that they're just absolutely killing it whilst also this guy has this huge solar farm where you know it, and this happens they're getting he's getting paid you know from the government because he's supplying power to roughly 300 houses wow so he's just he's just getting it done and so what this shows me is like well, why don't we just you know how many farms we have in Australia that's full of crops and things. Why don't we just chuck solar panels over the top of them? Yeah, and a lot of our farms. You know, I'm, I'm just sort of wondering how much um, moisture
0: this will retain in the soil by having a little bit of shade on the on the farmers because it be on the on the ground because we do struggle with you know we're the driest continent on the planet. Mm. Water is our big issue,
1: and I'm just wondering whether this would actually be a really positive thing. Just. That was the huge part of this story is the amount of water they are able to save to the point where this farm in particular was saving 150% of its water total from before.
0: Yeah, a, the, I guess the thing that um, the, the question I do have to ask is, you know, what kind of acreage is, is this? Because, you know, a lot of... Our big farms in Australia. Most mm-hmm. of our most of our farms are broad acre farming, mm-hmm. which is you know very very large acreages, which you wouldn't be able to cover the whole thing in solar panels. Yeah, for sure. Because they're just you know if you've got a hundred thousand acres, you're probably not going to do hundred thousand acres of solar panels. <laughs> um, but at the same time, there would definitely be applications for this. Our sunniest areas mm-hmm. have our largest acreages. That's right. But even still, if you did, you know, some big patches and just see what happens underneath of them.
1: That's right. Yeah.
0: If you could get five times the, um, the weight of crop off of that particular area, that wouldn't, you know?
1: Well, this, Interesting. like, this section that he's done isn't, isn't very big. It kind of, like, from what I'm guessing, it looks like, you know, maybe like four, like four, five, six acres or so.
0: Yeah. And so you can get a garden tractor under there. Yeah. Uh, you're not going to get, you know, 450 horsepower John Deere or something. Yeah, three. yeah, that's right, that's right. Um, that's interesting, though. But this, this seems but it de- like de- definitely an interesting application for, say, market gardeners. Mm. You know, because they operate in very small areas. Mm-hmm.
1: You're listening to the Breakfast Joe podcast on Faith FM. Positively different.
0: I want to say a special welcome, of course, this morning to Producer Meg, who's on. Yeah. Um, back on again. Awesome to have uh, Producer Meg here whenever she is. So mm-hmm. she's the only one who's doing a great job smashing the app and That's not right. suffering from Monday artists this morning. <laughs> That's right. All right, more serious news. Um, the In the UK, the Roman Catholic bishops have put out a statement called Honouring Sunday. Mm-hmm. It says, the Sunday Mass is the very heartbeat of the church and our personal life of faith. We gather on the first day of the week and devote ourselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship and breaking of bread and prayers. Um, and then quoting Acts 2 verse 42, mm-hmm. which is, you know, it's a, it's a very straightforward statement that we've got here. And I think we could, um, agree with most of what is, um, outlined here. A couple of things that jump out to me. And first of all, uh, the UK is kind of in Europe, but kind of not. We don't look at, at British people as being European, but in Europe they have uh, the calendar which places Sunday on the seventh day, mm-hmm. which, of course, is not where it should be. So it's, I'm glad that they've acknowledged the first day of the week, Sunday being the first day of the week. The other thing that's interesting about this statement is the hist- well, the background behind it, and that is that during lockdown, of course, uh, they have you know been doing Zoom church like everybody else, Zoom mass in this case. Mm. And what's happened is that they are really struggling coming out of lockdown. Their numbers are really, really down, and people are continuing to stay on Zoom. And I'm kind of wondering, it would be interesting to hear back from our listeners you know, from around Australia because there's been quite a few areas like in Victoria and New South Wales and so forth that have been in fairly extensive lockdown. What's been your experience coming back to church? Has everybody come back, or are there some people who have just kind of grown spiritually lazy mm. and like, yeah, you know what, we, we just prefer to do church in our PJs? Yep. and what does that say about Christianity? Now, I understand that some people have very valid reasons for doing Zoom church. You have mm. uh, elderly people, you have people who have, you know, very high COVID anxiety, um, etc. And so, so I get the fact that there's some very valid reasons out there. But sometimes there's not. And is this a good thing or is it a bad thing? Is this a sifting and a shaking? Is it is it uh, removing some of the dead wood from our church that? is just a weight on the church? Should we find a positive spin on this? Is this people who have just genuinely become discouraged in their faith in God Mm. during COVID and that we need to be out there building them up, encouraging them and praying for them?
1: Mm. Yeah, I think it's it's an interesting one. I think there are many valid reasons for people not to come to church, but on the flip side, um, especially from a ministerial perspective, showing up... Is like the most fundamental principle of ministry. It is just, 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 just coming. I like what you said there. The fundamental
0: principle of ministry. That's right. Because I think if people recognise that they are not going to church to be ministered to, they are going to church to minister.
1: Mm -hmm. The ones that go to church to minister are definitely the ones showing up. That's right. And uh, yeah, actually, I watched an interesting video last night, and it was it, the re- the video was called "The Reason to Be the Catholic," to be a Catholic, okay. And this guy, this priest, he's preaching or giving homily or, or whatever they call it, and um, essentially he said the reason to be Catholic over anything else, um, and if you don't believe this, you should leave is the Eucharist. So that's, that's their point. It's like to come and to do the sacraments, to take the Eucharist. That is the reason to be, to be Catholic. Um, is because you come to church to be ministered to by the priest. Yes. But the reality is like, well, from my perspective and what I see in the Bible, um, which, clearly disagrees with what this person's saying and and this person would a- a- affirm that too because they're Catholic and they say that they have authority over the Bible. Um, but what the Bible says is actually Jesus is the one who ministers to us so that we can minister to others through church. Indeed. Like, that that's the purpose. Like, that's why Absolutely. we show up. that That's why we go. And so um, I feel like, yeah, that's the perspective we need to have, um, showing up to minister.
0: Moving on, we have the president of Nicaragua, Daniel Ortega, Ooh. who has just stripped the uh, Vatican ambassador of his title and his role as dean of the diplomatic corps. Wow. So this is an interesting move. Wow. And, and, and basically in most Roman Catholic countries, uh, the Vatican ambassador – is automatically the dean of the diplomatic corps. He's the one who's in charge of all of your ambassadors from around mm-hmm. the world. So you have all your ambassadors from around the world, you have one person who's in charge uh, of those ambassadors and that will be the uh, Roman Catholic ambassador. That's kind of a given in Roman Catholic countries. Mm-hmm. But And, of course, the archbishop over there is Archbishop Waldemar Waldemar Stanislaw Somatag. Yep. Definitely not a Nicaraguan name. He's Polish. Oh, wow. Yes. But Daniel Ortega has pointed out that this position does not comply with the 1961 Vienna Convention, which requires equal standing in diplomatic cause with no hierarchy allowed. Oh, wow. So what's interesting? You know, it's something I've never actually heard of before, and and never really stopped to think about. So they have, you know, the Vienna Convention, and everybody who signs up to the Vienna Convention is supposed to actually live by what they've signed up for. And yet nobody's ever questioned the fact that this particular article of the Vienna Convention has never been followed by Roman Catholic countries.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They all
0: signed it. Nobody did it, and nobody nobody complained. Mm. But then you had the Catholic Church that came out and became involved in you know the political process in Nicaragua, you know opposing the president and so forth. And he's like, "Well, if you're going to become involved in politics, I'll become involved in uh, in what you guys are doing." And here is an area in which we are not in line with the Vienna Convention which we signed. And so, guess what? You're out. Wow. Papal nuncio is out. Interesting situation. Anyway, another country that is dealing with religious liberty issues is Egypt. Mm-hmm. And in the Minya governor of Egypt, uh, there's been a bunch of students that have been beaten up by their parents and other students. In fact, the teachers have incited the other students to beat them up for wearing crosses. So these, wow. are, these are Christian students. About 10% of Egyptians are uh, Christian, mostly Coptic Christians. Mm-hmm. And Christianity, of course, dates in... In, in Egypt all the way back to the first century has a very, very long history there. It's uh, existed there as long as Christianity has existed. And so um, there's been a number of complaints to the education board, but nothing has happened so far. And mm. so a lot of these students have taken to tattooing their Christian symbolism onto their skin uh, like on their wrist or somewhere, they tattoo a cross or whatever because they want to, you know, that's that's their way, they're, their cultural way. So they can, like, of, hide it? No, so they can, so, no, if they're going to hide it, they put it on their back. Yeah. Put it low on their wrist so that people can actually see mm. it. So that's their way of proclaiming that they are a Christian uh, within that particular uh, country. This is uh, Your Grace Still Amazes Me.
2: My faith. Father Enduring Friend Your tender Mercies Like A river I might come into to your presence. I stand in Each day, I fall on my knees, cause your grace still amazes me, your grace.
1: now we have melita fong melita are you there
3: i am here Lawson. good morning
1: <laughs> good morning okay so we have come together to essentially talk about your new music um, Amen. <laughs> and so I guess we can start with, you know, what's the, what's the, the ti- I, I like to start with, you know, kind of title of the album, introducing it a little sure. bit and then getting into some of the the background and the process that it, that it took to, to put it together and some of the inspiration. So let's just start with, so, you know, what's the title of your new album and when will it be coming out?
3: It's called True It All through it all, and it is out right now. It's actually on iTunes Store. If you go to iTunes Store, just type in Malita song. Um, you'll be able to find that and all the other albums um, that preceded it. But it is out now, and it's also available in physical copy, which I'm expecting to arrive today, um, which is really exciting. So I'm very excited about this um, album. It's something I didn't expect to do this year. I didn't think I'd be doing an album this year um, because I did one last year, right on. Mm-hmm. But um, the reason why I did it is very simply I got a text from your co-worker there, your yes. colleague, Pastor Wiles gave me a text uh, earlier this year and uh, he was working on The End.Digital. And if you haven't mm-hmm. watched that yet, you should really look it up online and, and catch up on all the amazing programs that they've been doing. Um, but they were considering having music alongside the um, presentation that they were sharing uh, for Easter. And so I got this text message, and he said, do you think you could sing um, this particular song, He's Alive? And I thought, hmm, I've heard somebody sing it, and they had a great voice, and it was a male And I thought, I don't think I can sing that song. <laughs> but he suggested somebody else. Um, and I thought, well, that's a lady, and I could probably sing in her key. So I had to listen, and I just got inspired by the way that they had done it and the words in the song and the message, mm. and I was like, I have to try and do this. And I all of a sudden, within two hours, I had actually asked my friend, Sonia Kudseski, who always plays piano for me, if she was available. Um, And then I asked my um, sound engineer, Dale Willis, who has um, his own studio. We didn't use that one with Honest Crow, but he was also available. And Uh he had the studio available the next weekend. I asked for my more, who you heard just singing a moment ago, on Your Grace still Amazes Me, Ben Millis, Yana Lombard, all of them and others uh, to do other parts of making an album <laughs> were all available. And it was ah, just like awesome. within two hours, you know, everything. I've never organized an album this fast. Um so this is just amazing. I thought, you know what? I I believe God is behind this because it's all coming together, you know? That is, and,
1: um, that is incredibly succinct for a, a process of, of bringing music together. And uh, one of the things like in particular I love to ask uh, as a musician myself is I always like to get the, you know, the ins and outs behind people's process. And we've had a fair few, you know, uh, albums come out this year and people that we've interviewed. And it's always like, yep. oh, well, I sent my lyrics to this person and and we jammed on it for a month. And, we, and then we, <laughs> you know, all these. But, but it seems like everything just just lined up.
3: Well, you know what? We've been, I, all of these people, I, I really respect and appreciate their gifts in music and also their love for the Lord. That's why I asked them. <laughs> um, mm. But over the past year, I've had the privilege to sing with these people, which is something I never, I didn't really think much about it I didn't think I would actually get to sing with them. But for some reason, in COVID times, I got to sing with them um, at various moments in last year. And so I just asked them because we have sung songs with them, so actually all the songs that I've done with each of them over the last year put on the album. So the song, He's Alive, is the real reason why I got onto this, but then I thought, if you're going to have all these amazing voices in the studio, you can't just have them there for one song, like wow. this is an opportunity. So I said, maybe we'll just make an album, and that's how that happened, but it, it didn't all happen as I planned, like get it all done in one weekend and then ready for the N. Digital. Which is probably a blessing. Um, <laughs> somebody got sick. We had to postpone. So we did it in two or three parts. Um, and then COVID delayed it a bit further, but, um, yeah, it just came together. And the title through it all, um, like all of the titles on this album are, are powerful songs and the message in them. Um, you know, I believe it and I like to sing songs. I believe in the message. Mm. Um, but it's like through the past, um, you know, since March 2020, the world's been different and people have faced so many different challenges with COVID, Um, work, lockdown, distance, being scared of what's happening around them and not knowing what the future is going to look like or what it holds. And I just wanted to encourage people through this album as well that God is going to take us through it all. You know, if you're holding his hand, don't worry that your grip might be loose His grip is never loose on us. He will Mm. hold us fast. And His grace still amazes us. And, you know, even through death and life, all the way through your life, even if you've messed up, um, and we do, and, you know, we might have varying degrees of what we call messed up, but God's grace is greater than all our sin. And you have to believe it. You have to hold on to God's hand and just say, Lord, help me, and let Him help you, because that's who He is, and He doesn't change. So through it all, I think, really fits the message in this album, but it also fits the time that we're in. And if you get the physical album, you'll be able to see a little a little blob on the back that just um, seals that thought there. It says, some look for the return of normal, but as others have so aptly said, normal isn't coming back, Jesus is coming back. And um, so I'm really excited uh, to have this album out there, and hopefully people will be blessed by it.
0: That's a fantastic um, story, leader. Just a, a, a question that jumps to my mind is: you talk about you know going from uh, text message to album in two hours, which has <laughs> yes. got to be got to be a record. Uh, did that include choosing all of the songs that are on the album, or did you, or was that just starting? You know, basically the concept: we're going to get a bunch of songs and we're going to do yeah. this. Pretty much. <laughs> that Pretty is much. that is sensational. One song <laughs>
3: changed. Uh-huh. One song changed because we thought, you know what, that tune is so similar to this other song we've already just recorded. And we're like, yeah, we'll skip that one. <laughs> so we had to find one more song. And that one more song is a beautiful finish to the whole album. I know you'll be blessed by hearing that. Um, and so, yeah, it's just, I'll say also the cover of this album. I don't know if you have time for me to tell you about that. But
2: yeah. anyway,
3: it. it's on the cover of this album. And I thought, you know what, I wanted to have everybody on the cover but um, we decided not because of COVID. It didn't really work for that. Mm. We've missed that moment um, and it wasn't probably the best idea. But we've got on the cover, it's got a green cord. Mm. So if you've ever heard of um, Ellen G. White, um, she's a prolific American writer and she had a dream when she was about 15 years old because she was so worried about you know the future. She wanted to... She wanted to know she was right before God. She wanted to uh, see Jesus. And so she was, you know, anxious in this way. And she had a winter's leaf and had this dream. God gave her a dream. And an angel came up to her in this dream and said, Do you want to see Jesus? And she said, Yes. So he said, Well, uh, take all your things, follow me. They went up some stairs and he opened the door. And there she was introduced to Jesus. And she just felt so much peace when she saw him. And Mm. so then the angel led her back down the stairs and he says, uh, Give her this green cord. And and she holds it close to her heart. And he says, every time you want to see Jesus, stretch that green cord out as far as you can. And do it often, because if you don't, the longer you leave it coiled up, it's going to get knotted. And mm. so she equated this cord to being like her faith. She needs to stretch her faith out. And every time she wow. stretches her faith out, she'll see Jesus. You know, And that kind of, I believe, would have with her throughout her, her life and her ministry, because we know that she wrote so many Uh, Books that point us to Jesus and, um, you know, just help us understand the Bible a bit better. And it's such a powerful thought here because right now I believe we are in the last days of Earth's history. You know, God is doing something here and He wants to do it in our hearts to prepare Mm. us uh, for heaven. And this green cord being like our faith, this image on the front cover, it actually had a knot in it (laughs) originally. And I said to the designer, I said, look, it can't have a knot in it. We <laughs> just can't, even though the knot's pretty um, and it works visually. We can't have a knot in the in the rope. Mm-hmm. And so she actually took it out, and I was so excited because this this concept just brings us so much more depth to the whole project. Wow. Um, that God is going to bring us through, and we just need to keep on putting our faith in Him. You know, and there's just no reason. There's no reason as we look at. All he's done in the past for us personally. We look in the Bible to see how he has blessed others all throughout time. There's no reason for us to doubt any of his promises. And, you know, he is going to bring us through. We just need to trust him and put our faith in him. Mm.
1: I would love to know as well. Like oh, the beautiful words that I noticed b- before when you were talking as well. You're kind of weaving. You've, be, you've been weaving the titles of, of the tracks that I have in front of me here uh, <laughs> into what you're saying. Doing some uh, almost spoken word. But I- I'm looking at, at, at uh, the the track list here. It's you know you've got ten tracks. Um, and i love to know. I'd love to know what was the process here because you know uh, pretty much all of these are, are already existing songs uh which yep. you are which you are covering um what was the, covered, yeah. yeah what was the process of of selecting and and choosing was it just you know i know that you said uh, like that the the original list that you chose pretty much all of them were kept until the end um so what was that that thought there like uh, you know just because it was in line with that uh, the theme of God pulling us through it all and, and stretching our faith, or yeah, what was the thought there? You know, I see songs on here that I love, "How Deep the Father's Love for Us," um, "Precious Lord, Take My Hand." Like these are some of my favorites, and I, I'd love to know, yeah, what was that inspiration that led to selecting the songs that would be on this uh, album?
3: Sure, How'd, well, there's a story for each song's presence on this album. <laughs> oh, awesome. The title came later. Um, you know, through it all, the title came later, um, but through it all is the song that we've all. Um, sung on, Um, because as you heard, there's, you know, duets, there's trios, there's um, Mm. group stuff. And so that was the group song. Um, But it kind of just covered the theme for everything and tied it all together. So all of these, um, for example, Precious Lord, Take My Hand, sang that at 3ABN for something um, last year, and How Deep the Father's Love, well, it is written. They sponsored that actually three years, four years ago, um, for their program, program, and I never put it on an album, and they were asking me to do that um, earlier, and so I thought, well, this is a good time to do that. Oh, awesome! Um, so, and yeah, like there's songs on there. sang it for women's conference, um, he will hold me fast. Um, you know, like they've all had a moment in time over the last um, year or two, mm. and I just thought this is a great time to put it all together because. You don't want to do songs you haven't done. We don't actually have sheet music necessarily. Maybe only two of these songs had sheet music. Mm. Um, but we actually work without sheet music. Wow. Um, thanks to the musical people around me, like Sonia. Um, otherwise, we might need sheet music. But, yeah, we don't use sheet music. We just use lyrics. And <laughs> we write little annotations if we need to around that. Um, so that's been a blessing. We're very flexible. And the orchestration, uh, which you heard there on the first song, Mm. Uh, that's from America Uh, some strings were outsourced and I think they did a really beautiful job, I wasn't sure about it at first but um, I think I was stressed at that moment and so when I heard it later I was like you know what that's beautiful, Mm. really good and then the orchestration um, that you might hear if you play another song at the end of this uh, interview is done by Milton Smith, who's in America as well Mm. and he's done the orchestration on the other um, previous two albums and he's he actually played for, this is going to take him, he played for Elvis at one point. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but I really like what he's done on this, and I really like what he's done on the other songs, on other albums as well. So, yeah, look, the songs, They the theme came together when they were all put there. And I was like, what is the common theme? I wanted to call it different things, but through it all seemed to sit just right and just encapsulate the whole um, concept that just came together. It's, I'm really pleased with this album, I have to say. It's it's different to the others. It's got this group sound. It's not like just um, girls singing. There's mm-hmm. guys' voices, and there's yeah. I just love the group sound. I really enjoy hearing hearing them. And I recommend to play it on loud in your car, or if you've got really good speakers at home, just turn it up. Especially for these alive.
1: Effort. Well, right now we're going to play that exact song. We're going to be playing He's Alive uh, from the All Album by Melita uh, Fong. Th- Melita, thank you for joining us this morning. And, um, yeah, we'll have that one playing right now.
4: The gates and doors apart and all the windows fastened down. I spent the night in sleeplessness, rose at every sound. Half in hopeless sorrow Half in fear the day Would find the soldiers breaking through To drag us all away And just before the sunrise I heard something at the wall The gate began to rattle And a voice began to call I hurried to the window Looked down and Directing swords and torches And the sound of soldiers' feet There was no one there but Mary So went down to let her in John stood there beside me As she told us where she'd been She said they'd moved him in the night And none of us knows where The stone's been rolled away Was more than I could Oh, something strange had happened then Just what I didn't know John believed a miracle I just turned to go Circumstance and speculation Couldn't lift me very high Cause I'd seen them crucify him then I saw him die. Back inside the house again, all the guilt and anguish came. Everything I promised him just added to my shame. When at last it came to choices I denied, I knew his name. And even if he was alive, it wouldn't be the same. was filled with a strange and sweet perfume Life that came from everywhere Drove shadows from the room Jesus stood before me With his arms held open wide I fell down on my knees Just clung to him and cried Then you raised me to my feet and as I looked into his eyes Love was shining out from him Like sunlight from a sky Guilt and my confusion Disappeared in sweet flames And every fear I'd ever had Just melted into peace